1490 WWPR, Bradenton, Sarasota, Tampa Bay. And now it's time for Terraproof. Shut up and sit down. There we go. Oh, you can hear me? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you. <laughs> All right, new year, new problems. That's Yay. right. Welcome to another brand new episode of Parapro on 1490 WWPR. I'm Jesse J. Right here beside me is Mr. Chance Hancock. What's up? And then our board op. Blue. Hi. <laughs> Man, a few words. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That was so funny. He, uh, right before the show, like 30 seconds before we go on air, like Jesse looks at me and he's like, hey, do you mind if I lead in the show? I'm like, sure. So I'm sitting there and I'm like pulling up stuff on our guest, you know, that we're going to be talking to tonight, make sure I'm prepped and ready to roll. And I hear him talking next to me, but I'm not hearing anything go through the headphones. I know, and me too. I was over here. I was like, fuck. That, I, I watched Blue go into a total panic for like 10 seconds trying to get the board clicked on. And you know what it was? You know what it was? My headphone pot was down. And I was like, I'm not hearing anything. I hate it when my you pot's know? down. <laughs> That's what it was. Woo! All right. Well, we're going to have a very special guest coming on tonight. Dr. Phyllis Cesar. Is that how you say it? Yes. Cesar? Hey. I said something right. You learned to read. I'm so proud. Yeah, well. This lady learned to read a very long time ago. She has a Ph.D. in metaphysics. She is the founder of Saturn, and it is Starbeans, and Terrans for United Research Network. Or, yeah, I can't speak today. I'm fired. I quit. <laughs> okay, apparently I can't run a board today because I am not. Hey, we don't know how to do our jobs at all. <laughs> um, she also did um, founded Casper, uh, Charlotte and Surrounded Area Paranormal Entity Network. A ghost and skunk egg ghosting team, or otherworldly beings. Um, she is also a psychic. That lady's a lot. Oh yeah, She's she a has lot. a doc. <laughs> she has a doctorate in metaphysics, and I talked to her over the you know last few days about coming on our show, and we had a great conversation on you know different subjects and what all we'd be talking about while she's on air and stuff. And the thing I love about her is. Uh, She's crazy in a funny way, and so I knew that this is going to be a great interview having her come on. She's right she's in. very entertaining, <laughs> um, but extremely smart in all aspects of paranormal, everything from UFO. You've seen, like, the background. I mean, UFOs to alien beings to Bigfoot to ghosts, you name it. She she handles all of it. Um, and, well, she's got a, do- a doctorate in it, so. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> that's, that's insane. I was... When I got the email, like, because you don't tell anybody anything, True. <laughs> I got the yeah. email, I was like, hey, we got a, whoa. <laughs> yeah, I, he got, okay, our group email for, like, when we book guests and stuff, you know, I told her, well, make sure you send all the information and everything over to our group email. That way we get the bio set up to put out there and, you know, promote it on all of our social media and everything. And Jesse messaged me, and he was like, dude, man, somebody just, you know, sent me all the stuff, you know, to be booked on the show. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm currently talking to her. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so, yeah, I love. he loves those last-second heads up from me. So, you know, it is what it is. Hey, hey, it, it works. I mean, we got somebody super cool coming on, and I'm super excited. Dude, our numbers for this show are going up. Really? Yes. I looked on the... Uh, I looked on like our Podbean thing and and you know to see what our numbers were. It went from nine to twenty two downloads. I hate you. It's actually a twenty four. Wow. Okay. Here the reality I'm one of, of those it downloads. is. <laughs> well, the reality of it is because we kicked off in radio, a bunch of people are li- like our numbers for actual radio are actually really good. We have a lot of people listening to the show live on fourteen ninety a.m. all throughout the Tampa Bay, Sarasota, Bradenton area, all that. 
um, people we just really started kicking off, like the new Spotify uh, channel we have, uh, iTunes, um, Podbean, Amazon Music. Amazon Music. Uh, we even have a submission to iHeartRadio and Pandora. Yeah, so we're waiting to hear back from those. You know, if we get uh, if we get you know accepted, you know, to the elitist colony groups, but <laughs> we don't get voted off the island. <laughs> but uh, everybody else, we made on Spotify, iTunes, everything else. So feel free that if you have not heard any of our past shows, you can go back to Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, Amazon Music, any one of those. And just type in Paraprobe. Our show insignia comes up. It's a skull with the stethoscope and all that. And go ahead and check out some of our past shows. Also, too, um, if you miss a show, you know, like like today's show, if you happen to miss it or whatever, you know, well, you'll be able to catch it on the show. But since you're not listening, you probably won't know about all this. <laughs> so you have to go to our social media pages. On all of our social media pages, and this is mostly for our radio people listening to us on radio, um, on uh, let's see here. Twitter, we have Paraprobe. And then on Instagram and Facebook, it's Paraprobe Radio. So you can go and like us over there and all that. But also like our stations page, which is 1490 WWPR. Make sure you go check that out and like our stations page as well. Support local radio. That's Do right. Do it. Do yeah. It. I, uh, so, yeah, I mean, all kidding aside, yes, the, the pod being all that, and, you know, we expected low numbers this week because we just opened all that up. Um, but the radio numbers here for the show itself are actually doing really well. I'm really surprised that many people listen to us. That's terrifying. <laughs> I know. Well, it's not terrifying. I was saying it's funny. A little bit terrifying. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> terrifying. So, uh, but yeah, we are uh, we are going to be pushing um, all that stuff out. We are actually looking at maybe eh, maybe in the next six months we might do another version of the show, like an after hours type thing every once in a while. Not all the time set in stone, but an uncensored broadcast of our show. Um, because our guest is going to find out tonight because when I spoke to them on the phone uh, a few days ago, uh, I'm, you know what? I'm not even going to bring it up. I'll bring it up when she's on air and blue. You'll, you'll figure out what I'm talking about at this point, but let's, let's just say that I've done other crazy things and radio and podcast and all that before doing paraprobe. And, uh, yeah, um, I think she's going to laugh when she finds out who exactly I am. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and so will a lot of you. If you ever Google it, you'll find out. <laughs> You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. So, what did? Uh, how's your New Year's Eve go, man? Um, I got hammered for the first time in like a long time. I drank like five beers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drink at all much. I don't have time for you it. You know me. I drink <laughs> once in a blue moon. You know, I don't drink ever at all, and even I drink. <laughs> I you drink, but you put out some depressing crap I do. I've seen on Facebook. I do. Oh, I'm my sorry. God. That's just, that's who I am. I was like, oh, my God. I don't know if I should maybe message Blue or call I Blue did. or uh, no, that's talk just... you down off the ledge. <laughs> I, mean, I was, no, nah, I was with friends. I, I was with friends and we watched the producers because I've never seen the producers except for now. Okay. Um, and we screamed Jumanji at 12 o'clock. And we set off bottle rockets and flintlock pistols. So, you know. I like you people. I do. <laughs> Man, my I got neighbors, buddy. holy crap, dude. Because you know I live by the water. So at midnight on New Year's Eve, it was a yes. nonstop fireworks display till like 3 in the morning. That's awesome. Nonstop. It was just nonstop. I mean, not like little bottle rockets or firecrackers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, real fireworks going off for three hours. At like 3.30, I was like, man, this, I, I'm glad it's New Year's, but i got to go to sleep, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Stop. Stop. You know, I'm, I'm getting old, man. I'm not a young guy anymore, you know? I stay up past midnight kills me. Right? No, um, I was up till like, so I woke up at 5 o'clock that morning, and I was up till 3 o'clock that morning. Nice. Mostly by myself, because everybody else went to sleep. <laughs> so I'm bebopping around. I'm watching all. I'm addicted to a new show. It's not a new show. It's an old show, but I didn't know it exists. Okay. Um, Homestead Rescue. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> we were terrible. just talking about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm on, like, I started, what, 
beginning this week on season three. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Cobra Kai season three came out. Speaking of season <gasps> three. No. Yes, it was supposed to be January 8th when it came out. Netflix did a nice little surprise and dropped it on New Year's Day. Oh, that's happening. Yep, all just right. found out about it. So tomorrow I'm binge watching Cobra Kai 3. Uh, so all day. much nostalgia. So much really nostalgia. Really blue. Really blue. I have no, I have no idea. No okay, idea. so it's <gasps> the continuation of Karate Kid. I do. I... Oh, see? Yeah, we I've, just dated I've ourselves. I've seen it, but Girl. I don't. I, I wasn't like a big thing for me. This is why you'll always be a board up. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to be a board up. Now, granted, you know, you've been making good money from us, but. <laughs> I want to be a board up. He's got to wax on and wax off. <laughs> I do that too, but it has nothing to do with Karate Kid. Ow! <laughs> uh. <laughs> that one's on Pornhub. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, actually, it's there. Um, so moving on. So, but anyways, yeah. And then, of course, I finally, and I know I'm going to get slapped down by so many people. I finally, of course, you and I talked about this. I finally caught up with Mandalorian. I About time, all, dude. God. Dude, I've been driving day. him crazy with that thing. Every day. I would get a, no, no, no kidding whatsoever. I've not seen it. So. Okay. Oh. Well, I would get a text message from him at eight o'clock in the morning. I can Did you watch it yet? <laughs> I'm like, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Hey, dude. I got a buddy who harasses me. He literally told me here. I, I got to find the text. This dude literally told me, "Duct tape your kid to the wall. I don't care. Watch <laughs> it now for the season finale." <laughs> he was like, "Do it." Do it, it was it was definitely <laughs> worth it, man. It was duct taping all. Oh. It was a uh, yeah, seriously. It was a really good ending for the for the finale. I can't wait to see what's going to be bringing on now because I don't want to ruin it for the people who haven't watched it. Yet. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Well, they're using a lot of that to start off a bunch of different shows, a lot of the season and stuff. So uh, it's Book of be... Boba Fett. That'll go ahead and throw out there because that's been all over social media. Yeah. You're going to see it. So it, yeah, yeah. Book of Boba Fett. Um, they're doing an Ahsoka because Disney yep. already released that, which I'm excited about. It's literally like my favorite character that they've come up with afterwards. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What time is it? It's okay. six. I. Uh, I only watched all of the Star Wars in my last year of university because when I tried to watch them when I was younger, I kept falling asleep during it. So <laughs> Star Wars, not a huge thing for me. Well, see, okay, like my wife Stephanie really fell in love with Mandalorian, and she wanted to watch it with me and all that too, but I had to wait until she was free to watch the whole new season. Yeah. And for her, she doesn't like to watch it this episode this week, next episode next week. She likes to wait till they all get played and then binge watch it. That's which, too much focus. Okay, I'm, I'm cool <laughs> with that. But can we at least binge watch it the day the final episode airs? You know what I mean? Right? No. How oh. long did I wait? Like a month? <laughs> no, no, no. It was like it was like a week. Okay, it felt well, like a month. It felt like a month. I, yeah. I, I was I was losing it because I totally kind of like, and then. The actor who played that role of the very nostalgic character that popped up at the end yep. popped up on Twitter. Seen anything good on TV lately? I, I know, like, right? Oh! <laughs> yeah, we, uh, when we watched it the next day, Stephanie, to get like a reminder of characters because now she knows there's probably going to be more nostalgic characters going to be popping up in all the next coming seasons. Well, yeah, and so, you have to watch like some of the animated series, too, yeah, which yeah. I mean, so... I'm not really a big animated person, but Star Wars Rebels is probably one of the most well-written oh, yeah. animated series of all time. And it was written by the same people that are or one of the – Dave Filoni. Yeah. And, I mean, he's just phenomenal writer. He worked alongside George Lucas. He knows the stuff, and he's a good dude. See, I know right now there's people out there going, this is not paranormal. I don't care. It's our show. We can talk about whatever <laughs> we want. It, and we're it, Star Wars fans, so there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, but, I'm uh, yeah, right so – but it was so funny, though, because after that, then Stephanie was like, yeah, man, I, I got to check out some of the, like, rewatch, like, Return of the Jedi, Star Wars, you know, the prequels they made, all that. That way, if any other, like, nostalgic characters really pop up, she'll be like, I remember that person. You know what I mean? To keep up the storyline. And I was, I never felt more proud in my life. Yeah, no, I have a buddy that uh, actually, he's really good friends with me and my wife. Mm-hmm. He knew her first. But, hey, look, there's a person calling in. Hi, person. All right, I'm shutting up now. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> person. Like they can hear you. <laughs> Someone more interesting just called. I wonder who this may be. Mm-hmm. Could it possibly be our guest? You're on the air. Hi, caller. Who is this? It's Phyllis. <laughs> hey, Phyllis. How you doing? This is Chance. Hi, Chance. I'm doing great. And Jesse, my uh, my cohort over here. Jesse, say hi. 
Hi. What's up? Hi. Oh, not much. <laughs> we've been having so much fun because, like, the last couple of days when we, you know, decided we were going to book you on the show and stuff. And like I was talking, I don't know if you caught the beginning of the show, but I was telling them about how I was talking with you on Facebook and that, you know, I had you email everything over to Jesse. And you and I were still talking when Jesse was emailing me going, hey, Phyllis wants to come on our show and blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm talking to her. ESP. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I was to- in total shock. I was reading your uh, bio on here, and I was just completely like overwhelmed with everything that you're like a part of and founding and everything. And just being a doctor, having a doctorate in metaphysics, that's just insanely awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, the, the PhD in metaphysics is different from going to a college for many, many, many years getting a PhD. It's more uh, uh, issued through... Uh, other metaphysical groups or churches or things like that. But my one friend has a college that's uh, worldwide, and he actually offers college courses, like, for four years or, or more to get these degrees. And uh, I know a lot of people who got their doctorate through him, and uh, but I got mine several years ago. And uh, it's, it's great to have the Ph.D. after your name, but it, it's a lot more than just getting education. It's... Uh, all the research and being in the in the field doing the actual things is uh, what really gives you the education. And that's true because most of the things that people call me after my name, I really can't say on air. So. <laughs> <laughs> been there, done that. So I have a couple of good questions for you. Well, actually, you know what? Let's start off with the basics for our listening audience because we know who you are. Fill our audience in a little bit about who Phyllis is. Um, it's going to take longer than your show. No. <laughs> Okay, first of all, I've known about all this stuff since I can remember since I was seven. I am now 68. Uh, Physically, mentally, I'm probably about 12. Um, I am a psychic, and I get messages from uh, space beings, uh, angels, and uh, spirit, as well as deceased deceased people and animals. Um, I do read cards, but not tarot cards or my own cards. Um, but um, I mainly do a lot of ghost hunting, skunk ape hunting, UFO research. I helped put together the UFO conference in Fort Myers. This year, of course, it was, or, was canceled because of COVID, but it would have been our third year. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on haunted hospitals because I work for a hospital system, and I was flown up to New York State two years ago, and they filmed an episode of what happened while working in a hospital in the midnight shift. That was fun. I have a couple of Bigfoot investigations coming up this month, just bringing up the dates. And um, I've also recently been told that a producer is calling me to appear in a movie he's making. It's a small part, but as a real psychic. So I don't know much more about that until they contact me next week. That's awesome. Um, I live in Port Charlotte. I'm originally from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole family's psychic. My sister actually physically sees spirits. My daughter's empathic. My son gets um, visions. Mm-hmm. And we're all RH negative. Okay. And I know that a lot of people, and for people unfamiliar with that, a lot of people believe that RH negative uh, blood types are so rare because it's not from Earth. Oh, well, I, I never knew that. class on that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's supposed to be only 15% of the whole uh, world population. Yes, um, my wife's my mom is, is, is RH negative. She's B negative. Oh, and wow. And my daughter and I are O negative, and my sister and parents were A negative. Wow. That's <laughs> that's wow. pretty crazy. That's, that's like beating the – that's like winning the lottery like six times in a row. Right. That that, that kind yeah. of odds. Yeah. That's crazy. And Give me some numbers. It's amazing. They, there's something called star seeds, and those are people who supposedly have uh, alien DNA in them. And um, – we all seem to have the same traits that would be RH negative. Uh, we can't be cloned. Most of us are psychic. We have blonde or reddish color hair. We have uh, green or blue eyes. Mm-hmm. I have a, a test that's 100 questions, and I'm going, yes, 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 and doesn't everybody. And I scored like a <laughs> 98, <laughs> and then I give it to other people, and they're lucky if they get 40 points. And it's like, oh, I guess the things that I think are normal to other people, they <laughs> think you're crazy. <laughs> well, so, uh, I have to ask this question because – 
Well, you and I, when we talked about my background, you know, that me and Jesse were avid, you know, paranormal investigators. I've been doing it for like 20 years, you know, doing paranormal hauntings, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. What was the story for the haunted hospital? I got to know what happened. Well, there are several instances. And, um, of course, they made it scarier than it was for me anyway. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just grateful they didn't say I was psychic because they kind of made my character a little stupid. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, that was you know, nice of them. <laughs> running from the room type thing and yelling at the ghosts. But to give you an idea, um, the OR has a lot of activity at night, and security would come and get me, and they'd say, um, they're messing around upstairs again, can you go talk to them? So I always had my dowsing rods with me, and I'd go up, and I'd start talking to them, walking down the hallway, and they'd say, let me know where you are. And all of a sudden, the rods would cross, and then a radio would kick on in the OR blasting. Hmm. And that's to tell me what room they were in. And then I'd go in, and I'd talk to them, and, you know, tell them, if, you know, if they want to come down and talk to me at my desk, calm down. Another story was every night when I walked the hallway to the time clock, I could visually, as a psychic, see a guy sitting on a gurney uh, waiting to go up to the operating room, and I finally walked up to him and told him he could go home, and then I never saw him again. I saw orbs. I was sitting at my desk, and a guy comes in, and he says, what did you throw this at me for? And he came in, and he said, this came flying out of your office around the corner and landed at my feet, and when he held his hand open, it was a clergy pin of a cross. So there's a lot of bits and pieces that they kind of put together and made a little bit more elaborate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's funny how Hollywood does and that. scary. Yeah, and when... I swear they spliced some of my uh, my sentences together because I was listening and go, I didn't say that. But it's uh, <laughs> season two, episode 12 on the second person. It... And, of course, they couldn't say which hospital, so they had me supposedly in a hospital in Tallahassee. Oh, wow. Just because uh, for protection purposes and... You know, my work knew what I was doing as long as we didn't say which hospital I worked at. See, I know that Hollywood does take its, you know, elaborations on, on film and such, you know, with different stories and everything. Like, sometimes it goes one or one or two ways, especially with paranormal stories. Either they make it where it's not as scary as what it really happened to the people, or vice versa, they make it far scarier and more intense than what it really was. Like, I'll give an example. Like, with John Zaffis, um, which I've spoke to, you know, on uh, you know, a couple of different occasions. He was telling me about when, you know, because the movie Haunting in Connecticut, um, John uh-huh. was actually a part of that actual investigation in real life. Um, in the movie, when you see the guy get attacked by the demon on the stairs, that was John that that happened to. Whoa. And wow. John was saying that in the movie, what they showed to represent the demon, you know, coming up the stairs was not even close to how scary of what it really looked like in real life. You know, so I, I definitely hear that from a lot of paranormal people that they do take these elaborations from Hollywood with the films that, you know, they take these these liberties and these freedoms and sometimes they'll make it even worse than what really happened or they make it less depending on the situation, you know. Yes, the first year of the UFO conference, I invited Rob Demers from Ghost Hunters International. Yeah. And he was talking about the same thing and that's why he kind of got disgusted with the whole industry. Yeah, Rob's a friend of mine. We uh, talked about it. We actually had John Zephyr there. So I got to meet and socialize with him a little bit. So Mm -hmm. we all tend to um, share the same comments about shows. But I've told people if they didn't make it scary and freaky, nobody would watch it. It'd be boring. If they saw what real ghost hunting was all about, most of it is research and and just sitting and waiting for something to happen. And that is so true. I have said that many, many times. For people out there who are paranormal ghost hunters, you know, that spe- specify in hunting ghosts, if you find a haunting on every single investigation you go on, I, I'm, I'm worried Super for you. Lucky. Yeah, Super I, yeah, lucky. because either you're either you're lucky enough to win the lotter- lottery once again, like six times in a row, or I don't know if I could trust you, you know, because I've done so many investigations and there are very few and far between you actually find something. Yeah, now you'd rarely find yeah. anything at all and well like I, I could see like mm-mm. yeah i'm sorry like like with phyllis like with you i could see with you being a psychic if you're going to a known haunted location it's already been verified everything else sure you may find that when you're doing those investigations repetitively you're going to find spirits that you may come in contact with because it's already verified we know that it's haunted there's stuff going on there but like when i talk to people that randomly do investigations and everything they go on is haunted that's like, okay, every girl I've ever bumped into wants to sleep with me. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, the odds I mean, aren't that's that not high, true. but. Oh, 
Well, <laughs> when I used to, when I first started investigating, I didn't use any of my psychic abilities. I blocked it and only used scientific methods. Mm-hmm. And I was always there, and I know they hate to use this word, but to debunk or to to figure out what was really happening. Yes. And yes. we did a haunted train down in Fort Myers. And, you know, it's on tracks and it's bouncy. Mm-hmm. And there was a table in a room that had a broken leg and they had it leaning against the wall. And when the people went into the room, the table fell over. And they're like, oh, my God, this table flew across the room and hit me in the leg. I said, really? The car is bouncing. <laughs> the table has a broken leg. It was leaning against the wall. You walked in the room. The table fell over. See what and I mean? One, Even you, you know, get this. You understand this. Yes. And it's a metal train car that had air conditioning on all day. Mm-hmm. It's air, or air rushing through the, the vents. But every single sound and every single thing they did had to be supernatural. So they really didn't like me around because I was able to explain everything. <laughs> logically. I like it. I like it. See, that's I would true. love I it. Really I would be did. like, that's cool. But yeah. then, um, and then also as a psychic, I was up in St. Augustine and I was quite upset because I was getting nothing. You know, and that's crazy because you know this just as well as I do, Phyllis, that everybody you talk to tells you that St. Augustine is the most haunted place in the state of Florida. You know, that every corner has a ghost, it seems like, the way they talk about it. But, yeah, I went on two investigations down there at well-known local haunted locations where people got activity often, stuff like that. Didn't get nothing on either or. They say similar things about, like, the... um the graveyards in New Orleans, and every time yeah. I've been there, nothing. Nothing. Not, a, yeah. not even a feeling. Like, I'm a little sensitive, and, like, I... I he is sensitive at times. I'm, I'm so He hates it when I talk about his height. I'm very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> we did have one special event happen in St. Augustine. Uh, we were walking down an empty alleyway, and we went on the real ghost hunt, not the staged one. And she told us to put our hand <laughs> against the wall, and my sister could actually feel the wall breathing. Again, I got nothing. Hmm. Also, as we're walking, I start getting the chills and sick to my stomach. And my sister turns around and takes a picture. Now, this is an empty, pretty dark alleyway. The mm-hmm. picture that came across is has a horse, a man with a tri-pointed hat, two little kids, and fire all over the place. Wow. Wow. Um, and that was right the area where they said when they were coming and marauding the town where this little child... Who was, I forget if it was a brother or sister, over a wall to save them from being shot, and I think the little boy got killed. And basically, that scene was caught on my sister's camera. That's super fascinating. And we bring that that to, is we cool, bring yeah. That yeah. I, I see, and that's, that's why most people get into investigating, too, because they want to see things like that. They definitely, like, that is the, like, gold mine that you want to. It goes hunting, yep. like, in my opinion, is like gold hunting, like digging for gold. You, right. You'll find little flakes here and there, little flakes in here here and there, but that is the ultimate. Yeah, that's the big nugget you find. You know, and it's so funny because, you know what, you actually bring a very good point, Jesse. I think the one thing that a lot of paranormal people nowadays, these groups out there that, like you hear about the paranormal mafias, that people are like, well, you can't investigate this location because it's mine. It's like, dude, piss off. You're nobody. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's my honest opinion. I have a... <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I love being in the paranormal, but there's a lot of people out there that are just idiots that just think like you know they they own everything in the paranormal and I'm the best investigator there ever was. No, you're not, dude. You're just like everybody else. It's like I promise you. You're looking yeah. for imaginary friends. Yeah, you're looking for something that could be your imagination. So please don't come to me with how cool you are. <laughs> you know. I mean. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's fine. Is, it's, are you familiar with the term pareidolia? And there you go, pareidolia. Yes, you see something that and, your uh, brain tells you it's something you look else. At the pictures, yeah. 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 You see a face in everything. Yep. And see, and, and but the 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 point that I was getting at is I think people miss the point that. One of the reasons why a lot of people got into the paranormal is because it was fun. You know, when Mm -hmm. you were out there doing an investigation in the middle of the night, it didn't matter if you found anything or not. Sometimes just the camaraderie you're building with your friends that are on the team, and when something a little spooky does happen and everybody gets that little adrenaline rush for a second, it made it fun. And I think that's what happened is people forgot about the fun of investigating. And that's what I want to bring back. I want to bring back when you're doing an investigation. Yes, we want to find activity and we want to be able to prove or disprove, whatever the case may be, no matter how you look at it. But at the end of the day, I want to bring back that fun. I want people to enjoy what they're doing. It's like a lock-in when you were in like high school or something like that. Yeah. And everybody got locked in the building. Do they do that now? Yeah. Okay. 
I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm feeling really old right now. Because... I want to be locked in with Phyllis because Phyllis obviously has some cool stuff. So. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely it's, – it's like an old-fashioned lock-in, yeah. like where you sit there and, like, you're hanging out with your friends after dark and a weird place. Yeah, and it's true. I, I, I That's my honest opinion is I think a lot of people – Let's be real. Majority of the people in the paranormal, they all have that one hope and dream that that one paranormal celebrity will pay attention to them, and they will wind up on their team on TV. Let you know something. It's not going to happen. And especially if you bash every other paranormal investigator on TV out there, guess what? Most of them are on the same networks together, and they hear about you, and they're like, yeah, they're not coming on our program. you know, Or they're not going to get their own show. It's just not going to happen. It's not how it works. Not in television. So, well, that's even now that um, skunk ape and Bigfoot hunting has become real, real popular with a lot of people. That's what I want to do. Uh, I want to go out for a couple of Bigfoot hunts. That's what I want to do. Yes. Absolutely. Well, you're invited to um, to come to ours in January. Yes. Um, I don't have the date and, and set up yet because um, I have to get approval from the person who runs the park. Okay. I've already spoken to um, one, of, one of the people who are on the board, and she's in process of um, setting it up. But the last time we were up there, the footprints we saw were incredible. Um, as a psychic, what was happening is we were walking through the woods, and this, when I get to one spot, I started to get the chills and this weird feeling, and I'd walk away and I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I went back and forth a few times, and then all of a sudden, I had a visual visual vision of a male, female, and child of Bigfoot. And I started Super. talking to them in what they call the light language, mm-hmm. and they were responding back and saying that the child was frightened and I was explaining we're love and light and just curious and um, they told me that they were tree knocking to let us know that that they were there and um, when I got all that information I told Stacy Brown who is a skunk ape hunter that we go out with sometimes and he said it, in that very area they had found three sets of footprints one large, one medium, and one small Bigfoot footprints that exactly fit the description of the type of Bigfoot that I saw or skunk ape. That's, that's super And then yeah, I said insane. about the tree knocking, and th- they had camped overnight. I, I wasn't that brave yet, so we drove up uh, for the day, and mm-hmm. he said when he got up in the middle of the night to go use the restroom, there were tree knocking going on, and when he came back out of the restroom, they knocked on the trees again. So they were confirming to him that that was them. Wow. And then th- oh, that no. night, we did a ghost hunt in the one colonial home and you know you could hear clear as day people's names and things one point they said phyllis and <laughs> the one uh, skunk ape hunter's jaw dropped to the floor and it's like oh well they know i'm here so we asked <laughs> them, and uh no answer and then we said oh skunk ape is a skunk ape around and they said no answer mm-hmm. and then the 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 park manager said, oh, they used to call it, and I can't remember the name. It's driving me crazy. So I said, well, is XYZ here? And they went, shut up. And so it's like, all right. And then the next morning, a Bigfoot skunk ape had left a dead rabbit on the stoop for us. He snapped his neck and laid it gently on the stoop for us as a gift. Oh, we are Dude. so going. Yes. Blue. Okay, Blue is our board op slash producer of our show. What do you think, Blue? You think if this happens on a Saturday afternoon slash well, it evening? It has to be a Saturday for sure. Well, then that'd be perfect. If your group is cool with it, Blue, you're down for it. We yeah. go there, broadcast live from six to seven, mm. to beef up everybody to get ready to go on this hunt, and yeah. then we get to go on the hunt. Sound cool? That sounds like a wonderful plan. All right. Then Parapro may be doing our first live broadcast at a gig outside the station. And uh, going on a Bigfoot hunt. Dude, that's nice. awesome. That's I'm pumped. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have There's never seen Blue get this excited before on one of the shows. <laughs> one has been spotted in Inglewood. And um, that is on, this, on his uncle's property. And he actually encountered it. And they want us to come out and do that one, too. So there will be a second one for you to plan on. Okay. The only thing I ask is if a Bigfoot was to come out and grab one of the three of us, Somebody has to put it on Facebook Live. Well, it's going to grab me, so I can't. Oh, well, I got <laughs> well, this thing you know, on. I can't move that fast. Most so. people don't understand. They're highly intelligent. In, yeah, I can talk. Intelligent, uh, interdimensional being. Well, and I know someone who is in um, military ops that used to observe them, and the military knows all about them. Really? But he's really not supposed to give much details. Okay. But, um, they don't like men because they associate men with violence. So as long as you, you are calm and, 
and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're pretty good, and uh, they trust women more because we're not out there with guns and and big sticks to, you know, attack. Well, see, but, uh, for me, I would just want one of us to get, like, pulled off by a Bigfoot and actually get it on tape because that would make those <laughs> show's numbers just soar. <laughs> All right, well, I'll talk to him and tell him to pick you up, throw, him, throw you over your shoulder and, and walk off like they kidnapped you then. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, all, um, all, all kidding aside, I'm really honestly, we are definitely looking forward to doing something like that. That that would it just, one, it'd be on my bucket list because I've never been on a Bigfoot hunt. And two, it would just be awesome to finally be able to go do this, period. You yeah, did it, say it's some- really, Well, to be honest, I had a great time, but as it got dark, I would get nervous, which is silly because I do all this stuff all the time. But when I like to see where, <laughs> see where I'm going. See, I'm and, former uh, military, and I'm like six foot. 210, I'm not worried about messing around in the woods. So. <laughs> I'm like three foot one-ish. I carry Jesse in my pocket. Miss <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Dr. Uh, Phyllis, um, you said something that... All right, so I'm a tad ignorant on Bigfoot. Like, I know... I always thought it was an animal, but you said they were interdimensional beings. Can you explain a little yeah. further on that? Well, a lot of people... They say the reason you can't really find them and see a lot, a lot of times that they just seem to disappear in, in thin air is that they uh, travel interdimensionally. And some of them even say that they're um, uh, part of the alien group because many times, either just before or after they're spotted, people actually see, have like a UFO sighting. You know what? I've so, heard uh, that, too. I really have. I've heard it and other people talking about it, and I've, I've heard about that in, like, stories, you know, people written in books and stuff. That's so cool. And, yeah, because when we went to the Mayaka Park after the other one, mm-hmm. and everybody was walking through the woods, um, like I said, I think I said I'm 68 and not in the best shape for trumpet through the woods. I stayed behind, and I had a vision of what I called the five brothers, and they were, like, walking in a straight line, like, tall the shortest. Mm-hmm. And they were communicating with me, and I said, well, how come I don't feel weird like the other time? And they said back to me, because we haven't shifted. So that's why, you know, it kind of confirmed what I've been reading about and studying. But I can't, you know, as a psychic, there's a lot you can't prove. It's a personal experience. Mm-hmm. And I can share with people what I've heard or, or psychically seen or experienced, but you, it's either you believe me or I'm totally crazy, you know, one or the other. But you know what? That That's the one thing that me and Jesse was talking about the other day. Like, I have a friend of mine who sent me a video clip uh, from her sister's home. Um, she had video cameras set up around the home for security purposes. And on film, there is a three-dimensional see-through individual that walks around the corner of the wall and down the fence line. Now, I think I showed you that, mm-hmm. Jesse, didn't I? Well, anyways, uh, I had, you know, a couple people was like, oh, did they fake it? Stuff like that. Here's the thing. I could tell people all day long, no, that individual did not fake it, blah, blah, blah. But like you said, it boils down to personal experience of whether or not they're going to believe me or believe the individual who sent me the, the video footage. The reason why I believe it, because I do know the individual personally, and I know they're not the kind. Like, they really weren't really into paranormal stuff at all, period. This is just something that happened, and they're like, oh, my God, i got to send this to Chance. You know, he's the only person I do right. know that's into the paranormal. <laughs> you know, can check it out. And, uh... So with that, you know, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, like with it being a psychic experience in you and you experience these situations. It doesn't matter if people believe you or not. That's that's all on you. And it's the same thing for like a skeptic. If they do a paranormal investigation, they're never going to believe a place is haunted or anything like that until they have their own experience. Exactly. Exactly. While they're walking up the steps. Do what? A demon attacks them while they're walking up the steps. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had a lot of activity in my house. Uh, three times I've stacked my shoes in the middle of the hallway. I took a picture of it and sent it to uh, Art, not Art Bell, um, the one who took over for Art Bell, and he wouldn't accept it because he says it, it's not proof. Oh, uh, said, George Nori. Okay. Yeah. Um, I left the bedroom and went back in to watch TV, and I couldn't find the remote control that I had set on the bed. And I found it inside my pillowcase. And then another day I took off my jewelry and one earring was missing when I went to put it away. And that night I found the earring between two pillows on my bed. So, and I had my house built in 93, but a lot of it started right after Hurricane Charlie and all the damage that happened to the homes. So, um, so those things, I mean, physically things happen where, you know, my earrings moved, my, my remote control was hidden. 
Uh, my shoes were stacked. So um, at least there's some kind of proof there that people could, could see. Well, that, uh, you know, yeah, and you know, so, and like for me, like you know, like I said, I've been doing the paranormal for a long time, and I've had my own paranormal experiences, and I could tell people about stories all day long. Doesn't mean they're going to believe me. I mean, it's up to right. them, you know, and and their beliefs and stuff. But for me, like speaking with people like you, it's easier for me to believe you because of the fact that I've had my own paranormal experiences, because I have done so many paranormal investigations, because I have just obviously been in this field for quite a while that I have seen some really strange and weird stuff, you know, in my lifetime. Right. So it's easy. Well, like for you, you tell me, yeah, they stack my shoes up in the hallway. Most people would be like, oh, she's crazy. Me, I'm like, nope, the ghost has OCD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, I, one of the pair was those Velcro sandals that you can't even mm-hmm. put one on top of the other without them falling over. But, you know, I found once I hit 60, I really didn't care if people thought I was crazy or not. Isn't that and, wonderful um, freedom? At work, everybody knows what I did, and they'd all come up to me with their stories, including UFO and alien encounters. And I even had one 83-year-old woman come to me for a reading because she has memories of being in the, what is it, the Antarctic with the uh, um, alien base. And well, she was afraid to tell people because they just think that she had dementia or something. But, see, but, but there's a lot more people that believe and have had experiences, mm-hmm. but it's all fear. And even on some of these chat sites, there's always the trolls that say, you know, inbred or what drugs are you on or, you know, things like that. They mock it. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't allow that on any of my sites. Uh, it's only for people who are interested or are believers mm-hmm. that have actual experience. And um, so the thing is that more and more people... And I, I would say the older generation are finally, you know, feeling safe enough to speak about what they've seen in their lifetime. And see, and that's so the reason why exciting. I do like, because a lot of people I know they want to knock the paranormal TV shows like Ghost Hunters and so on and so forth. I don't knock any of them. I, I really don't. And the reason for being is because if it was not for those shows, a lot of people would not be doing paranormal investigations for one. Two, it wouldn't be widely accepted everywhere to do investigations because those shows make it popular. They make it trendy. They make it cool. So, like, I tell people time and time again, it's like, okay, first off, yes, I do actually know Grant Wilson from Ghost Hunters. I know Rob Demarest you were talking about earlier. He's a good friend of mine, you Mm -hmm. know. And so I know these people personally, and they're good people, you know. And so I'm not going to knock them about their shows because of the fact of, one, that they're friends. Number two is the simple fact that, well, also – once again, because of them making it mainstream, and this includes even people like, you know, Zach Baggins that everybody wants to hate and call a douche and all that, <laughs> you know, he still has made it mainstream to make it cool for people to go out and do investigations. So whether you hate him or, or hate him or love him, they were smart. They, they, they brought the paranormal around the right way to make it more doors open for people to go do investigations. So that's why yeah. I, I don't knock any of them for one. But number well, two... It's- Sorry, what's neat is that yesterday, I'm also a notary, I do everything, and I had to go notarize some papers yesterday, and it was a a senior citizen couple, just to put it nicely, plus some of their friends, and somehow or other I brought up what I was doing, and they kept me there for at least 45 minutes, asking me all sorts of questions about ghost hunting, and about doing psychic readings, and galleries, and UFOs, and they were all like just soaking up everything I had to say. Now, how many people could say that you could go to a complete stranger's house mm-hmm. that you would think um, for, I hate to use the word normal, uh, everyday person yeah. who is just in, um, enthralled with my stories? I was going to say, imagine trying to bring up a conversation like that, say, just 20, 30 years ago. And no. Everybody would have thought you were a nut job. Oh, yeah. They would have, in a heartbeat, you know, except I mean, for maybe a handful of people. Hey, my mother uh-huh. had a UFO experience uh, probably at about 25, no, about... 30 years ago, around mm-hmm. about 30 years ago, and she didn't say a thing. Like, I didn't find out until I started getting into this yeah. that, like, she, her and her uh, husband at the time saw a UFO. There you go. Primate, that was your own mother. Yeah, and yeah. nobody wanted mm-hmm. to talk about it because they were like, all right, well, what kind of drug? Were you on shrooms? What were you doing? What's of course. Yeah, of course. Everybody's got to make the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I but, wish. Well, my, my uh, fiancé, who's deceased now, grew up in southern Illinois. They see UFOs all the time over the Joppa power plant. And if she'd be alive, he'd be about 81 right now. So you're talking, you know, back, what, 50s? Yeah, yeah. And he actually um, 
had an encounter in the forest with an alien being, which the best describe it today would have been like how they draw Spider-Man, except um, nine to ten feet tall and more muscular. And he didn't tell anybody. I think he told two people in his lifetime, and I was one of them. What? Because who would have believed him? But yeah. they even had the experience of driving across the cornfield with the whole car lit up red. And then, just like you see in Close Encounters. <laughs> yeah. And they say a lot of those things they put in the movies actually are from true stories. Oh, well, yeah. well, well, look mean, at all the... I'm sorry, go ahead, Jesse. I, I feel like a lot of the stuff they put in movies is just like exposure, A, and B, it's... I almost want to say, and this is kind of a conspiracy theory because that's kind of my thing, but um, it's almost like a desensitization project because, yes. I mean, guaranteed the government has evidence that... It's you conditioning. Know, aliens, yeah, there you go, conditioning. Yep. And it, I feel like, you know, like you said with the red thing and uh, the car lighting up red on Close Encounters, that's... That's what they're doing. Hey, this could happen. Hey, this could happen. Hey, this is what mm-hmm. they look like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and something else I wanted to bring up, uh, Phyllis. Um, when you and I were talking online, and you were talking about uh, Patrick Webb, that is a, a you know you and I both we know him as a friend and everything. And you're talking about how he was a crazy shock jock, and he was on like that show DeadX Radio. Yes. Yeah, um, I was a co-host with him on DeadX Radio. <laughs> well, I am one of those shock jocks, too, that was on that show. <laughs> well, he asked me to be on the show, and I'm perfectly willing, because like I said, even though you know I'm 68, I, I act like I'm 12, and nothing really shocks me anymore. I feel but you. I'm the same way. I seem to have time to connect, and, and I guess you know that now that you're hearing on semi-normal, I, I do talk... Uh, Six different alien languages when I channel them and then I interpret. Mm-hmm. And when I was at the UFO conference, um, I was doing a lecture on what is a star seed, and I'm figuring maybe 10 people would show up. I had over 100 people show up. Mm-hmm. And the Pleiadians came through, and I spoke Pleiadian and gave a message and then translated it. And people were coming up to me crying and saying they knew exactly what I was talking about and they felt the message was for them. Mm-hmm. And one of the languages I do is Reptoid, which they get a bad rap because there are a lot of bad ones out there, but there's also good. And Patrick was saying that he was hoping that I would speak Reptoid on his show. And I said, well, if they'll allow me, you know, they're, they're not trained monkeys. I can't, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> perform. It was but, so, um, yeah, I just thought it was so funny when you brought it up, you know, about because you were asking about being on the show, what it was like. And I'm like, well, we are actual radio. You know, we are censored. We have to watch our language because we do have, you know, FCC to worry about, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and when you brought it up and said, yeah, I know he's a shock jock and all that stuff. And I just started cracking up laughing. I'm like, oh, my God, we were on the same show. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been a friend for quite a long time. Um, yeah. I, I love him and his wife dearly. Um, we had some pretty good talks after the UFO conference, sitting around the pool and talking about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I respect his, his career, but, you know, I also know that his show was um, not as calm as yours, I'll put it that way. Yeah. And I don't have a problem going on a show. I look forward to it. It's just timing. Yeah, his it's show is, is our everything. show. Uh, Voices of the Apocalypse is the newest version that we're doing of DeadX Radio. Uh, we used to do DeadX Radio together. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yes, we do have Voice of the Apocalypse coming out. That is Kind of like what I'm doing here with my show, but the show that, you know, me, Pat, and John, we're doing with that uh, show, it's going to be more like DeadX Radio, where we are talking about paranormal horror and sci-fi, but we are very uncensored. Uh, like, when we did DeadX Radio, I mean, we became really big and well-known with DeadX Radio. That's actually what got me into doing radio again. Um, I had taken a break after we quit doing DeadX Radio. We took a break for about two years, and then me and Jesse decided to do this, you know, to, to just get back in radio again and have fun. Um, but long story short, when we were doing DeadX Radio, like, we had a, uh, a a Las Vegas magazine wrote an article about us, and they said that we were the bad boys of paranormal, and we oh. were also written up as the Howard Stern of Paranormal. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That sounds like a compliment to me. Oh, it sure. was a huge compliment to us. We still take it as a compliment. Uh, we spoke to Lloyd Kaufman, uh, who is the guy who did, like, Class of Newcomb High. You know, he he's the guy who owns, like, Trauma and all that and Trauma, uh, the Trauma films. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that we made Howard Stern look like a little... Uh, 
part of someone's anatomy. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> that was the reputation we had. So, like, when I first was coming to doing this show, and me and Jesse was talking about doing it, I had so many people going, can you do a clean show? I'm like, yeah, I did actually clean show before we did DeadX Radio. So, yeah, I'm actually, this is going back to my roots. Yeah. But uh, This is why I don't say much. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I have normally, like, outside of doing this, I have no filter. Like, my normal job, they're like, oh, right, as soon don't, as don't let him talk to people. Yeah, as soon as these <laughs> mics are off, it's F this, F that all around the room. So, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Um, well, I always say I'm a chameleon because depending on the type of person I'm with, I can adapt to that personality. I can be very Christian and religious. Mm-hmm. I can be paranormal. I can be uh, medical because I work in a hospital setting. Um, I was... Uh, um, a professional lecturer for years for a hearing aid company. Mm-hmm. So depending on my crowd, you kind of learn how to how to behave. And some people say, "Well, that's phony. You're not yourself." I said, "Well, if you want to be respected, one of the problems is in, in the paranormal realm. If you're too crazy, no one's going to take you seriously." Exactly. Like oh, yeah. when we did DeadX Radio, DeadX Radio, we did because uh, the way we did it. And believe it or not, there was a thought behind this. We wanted to be uncensored because, in fact, we wanted to gather the attention quickly. But what people learned when they started watching our show, it was like, okay, these guys are like George Nori on acid, but these guys uh-huh. actually are intelligent. They know what they're talking about. Yeah, you have to, right. you, you can be, you know, vulgar, raunchy, and all that, but if you're doing you it in an intelligent manner, yeah. you can still pull it off. Yeah, because anybody get on air and drop the F bomb left and right and think yeah. they're cool. No, you're not cool. You got to have an actual point and have some thought train behind everything you're doing. Exactly. And that's why Jesse and I, we decided we wanted to do this show because we wanted a show that would be accepted everywhere exactly you know yeah. that we can right. be like on you know iHeartRadio and and being on regular radio i mean like i said we're at a real radio station doing a real radio show that people can hear us on a real radio dial you know so we do have regulations and laws that we have to abide by when we're on air so it's terrifying well but for <laughs> me it's, it's there was um at the second ufo conference when johnny zaffis was there there was another ufo hunter besides glenn means mm-hmm. and of course right now um senior moment, I can't remember his name, but um, we were sitting around the pool talking, and he was explaining that he's also, it seems like a lot of ex-military people are into this, and when he presents his findings to scientists and military and whatever, you have to be a certain way, the way you talk, the, the, the intelligence you have to oh, show, yeah. Oh, yeah. and to be credible, and so some other people are saying, well, I can't change who I am. But I want to be known as, you know, a, a professional in this field. So we were trying to explain, well, you know, there are certain things, um, unfortunately, you you know, we're not telling you to not be yourself, but if you want to be taken seriously and you want the, you know, the scientists and the and military people to listen to you, you have to at least present it yeah, in, you a, have to present in an it intelligent way. Yeah, exactly. Um, you have to show that, you know, you are an intelligent person. I mean, you can be... You can have all the information in the world if you don't explain it correctly and explain it in that way. You're no. not going to be taken seriously. You know, you can say, "Oh right. my goodness, I saw that there alien over there in that you know field," and nobody's going to take you seriously. They'll be like, "All right." You I know. was standing on my porch when that tornado come through. That's the first thing everybody thinks. <laughs> I said, "Here, hold my beer." There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, you get us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I only saw two UFOs in my life. Well, maybe three, and they're all in Port Charlotte. And I was driving to the to work, the midnight shift, um, one night, and there's a bright, bright light in the sky, and we're near the airport, so I'm assuming it's a plane with its landing lights on. And then it dipped below the trees, and I figured, well, definitely turned or something. And then I get to Harbor Boulevard, and it's right over my car, and it's a triangle. It's got three lights on it, mm-hmm. and it had, like, running lights underneath, and it was heading towards the harbor. And I mean, I rolled down the window, I looked at, you know, pulled my car over, and I was like, I called my sister, you know, UFO, UFO, and, you know, so if I wasn't going to work, I would have followed it. Well, most to the day, I'm going to work again, and there's a double light in the same exact spot. So I say, oh, that's definitely landing gear. But I pulled over to the, um, one of the boat ramp parking lots, and it came right at me and turned, and it was cigar shaped, and there were so many lights on it, you really couldn't make out exactly what it was. And it turned and headed toward the harbor. 
So I tore out of the parking lot. By the time I got to the first waterway where I was up high enough to look toward the harbor, there was a pinprick of light in the sky. It was gone. Wow. And and so it was pretty exciting. It was almost like it, it was a UFO highway because they basically <laughs> did the same route. And another time I saw a flash. The best way I could say it is in the east, then the south, then the west, and going like boom, 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 boom. So I don't know what that was. And it wasn't a bug or anything. I mean, this was, you could see the tree. It was behind the trees. You could tell depth of where it was. So, but um, those are the ones that I consciously remember. But based on seeing other psychics and people in the UFO realm, I've been on ships several times. I've traveled with them. Um, I do have an implant in my leg. Um, and to some psychic people, they say I'm not, you know, totally human. And, that, and that's where that negative blood comes in and some other interesting things about the whole alien realm but that that's a whole show in itself well i was just going to say well we're getting ready to wrap up the show here we only got just a couple of minutes left um i definitely uh, well i'm sure all three of us agree we want you to come back to be a guest again like in the Absolutely. very near future oh. Anytime, anytime. I think what we should do is let's make it a plan that uh, if everything goes well and they want us to come to our show live at the at the Bigfoot Hunt, we'll come and do our show live there, do the investigation, the whole nine yards with you, and we'd definitely like to have you on while we're there to talk to you more about more stuff that you've experienced on that show. Yeah, no, that's exciting. That'd be wonderful. Okay, sounds good so, to me then. So once I get the date set up with a park, and, okay. and, well, I'll probably talk to you sooner than that, but as far as the invite... Um, we'll have the um, date and time. I am waiting. Uh, my daughter is um, has a, a medical procedure coming up, and she's like my best hunter, so I want to make sure it doesn't interfere with her. Absolutely. And, uh, and we do wish us a good recovery on that, a too. There was big Bigfoot conference that was supposed to be the end of the month, but they just pushed it to um, to July now. But Stacy's going to be there, and then Rob Robertson, who's another great hunter mm -hmm. investigator of cryptozoology he's supposed to be there and there's like i think 15 or 20 of us in we're all supposed to get together up there so uh there's a lot going on or, or hopefully hopefully going to be going on in the next few months all right well before we wrap up the show is there anything out there you want to put out any of your links your facebook page whatever feel free carte blanche you have the next minute well if they just find me on facebook just Phyllis Cesar and want to friend me, just say that you, you heard me on the radio. I can add you to the Center of, of Galactic Enlightenment, which is a whole group of people who have experienced or are truly interested in UFO and aliens. Um, or they can contact me. I do readings locally. I am um, You have to be a licensed fortune teller in Charlotte County. So I do have my license, and I work at a local location weekends or evenings or sometimes during the fairs, and I do readings. And, and so if they want something like that, we can do that too. Or if they're interested in going any kind of hunts, or they want us to investigate their house, we don't charge. We come out and we do it um, as a favor. And then if they want a house cleansing or something, um, we either refer them to someone else, or if they want us to do it, it's a minimal charge basically for supplies and time. But uh, we don't do this for the money. We do this... Um, because we love it. Absolutely. Well, Phyllis, thank you so much for joining us on air tonight. It's been a pleasure talking to you. We look forward to doing the investigation and stuff with you and actually just get to hang out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I'm, we I'm really looking forward to picking her brain. I know you are. <laughs> Big time. He's had that look throughout the whole show. And, uh, and we're definitely okay. looking forward to just uh, talking to you again on the show. Okay. And I look forward to, to talking with everyone in your audience. And you have a great evening. And we'll connect very soon. Thank All you right. for having me on. You're very welcome. Thank you, fellas. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You need to stop bringing interesting people in here because I'm just listening. I'm literally just listening. Because I know. I'm I kept fascinated. looking over waiting for you to come up with a question or something, yeah, and no. you're just like, yeah, no, <laughs> just staring I, at your mic I mean, listening. I, 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 have, I have to know more about the inter interdimensional portion about uh, Bigfoot and stuff. And I'm telling you, when we go do the hunt down there, I'm excited. Blue, what do you think? It's going to be going to be good <laughs> so we'll be going down there uh when everything opens up you know we'll be going down there to do this hunt overnight and uh of course we'll be broadcasting the show live from there because like you said we only do it on saturday anyways works yeah. out beautifully we get to mm -hmm. be there and do a live broadcast um and well if any of us get killed or kidnapped we'll be on facebook live so we ain't gonna die yeah. it's cool <laughs> but we're looking forward to doing it um 
it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm definitely. I want to ask her more. Like you said, she has such an extensive background from decades of doing this kind of stuff that you can't punch it all into one hour. You just can't. No. This is going to be. We're going to have to like do more interviews with her throughout the year. Yeah, it's going to be Phyllis episode two, three, four, five. Exactly. Anyways, folks, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, this is Jesse and Chantown Cock and Blue signing off. Thank you for listening. If you missed us, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean. Just type in Parabroke somewhere. We'll pop up. You'll find us. (laughs) (laughs) Later. GOP senators say they'll challenge the results of the Electoral College when Congress convenes in a joint session to formally tally up the vote. In a joint statement,